Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and this is my guest, Marcus Johnson. Marcus Johnson is a full-time Redkin educator. Uh, Marcus, will you introduce yourself to us? Hey, everybody. I am Marcus Johnson. I am the Redkin Regional Educator for Washington, D.C. and Baltimore and Northern Virginia, so I get around in a good way. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and I've been in this industry for about 20 years, and I just recently stepped away from behind the chair. I've decided that it's time to just lean all the way into education and start change uh, from within. So um, uh, that that's my goal now as far as my career. That's awesome. Uh, how long ago did you go full time as an educator? Boy, uh, I started this job at the at 2019. So January 2019, my first job was in Las Vegas. That's Redkin Symposium. So they okay. got the I got the offer. Uh, they said, your first job is in Las Vegas. We'll see you there in January. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> what? <laughs> I still have a, I, I had sweet space at that point. Um, and I was renting a studio in Bethesda. And I was like, okay, I have this job. And I just got this job. And they're telling me that I have to go to Vegas. What am I going to do with my clients? What do I do in Vegas? What am I doing? Like, I was just totally like, okay, everything is happening so fast. But you know what? In this industry... Head first in the pool, man. <laughs> yeah, nice. That's awesome. Um, so how, tell us a little bit about like how you got into hair. You can, uh, and maybe a little bit of a background story about who you are, where you came through, came up from or whatever, whatever you think is important to really get to understand who you are as a person and stylist. Yeah. So, you know, I came from a small town in Montgomery County, <laughs> Montgomery County called Alney, Maryland, and it is way, way up. Uh, but I got my start, um, actually from a friend of mine who does hair in Florida now is working at a Starbucks in Olney. And, uh, my friend would come in every morning and she would always look so fabulous. She had great hair. She was wearing all black, like my life now. And, um, she said, you don't need to be here. And I said, well, where would I go? Because, <laughs> you know, my, my aspiration, I was going to run a Starbucks, right? Because where else would I, you know, what else was I going to do? She said, come look at my school. It's pretty cool. I think you might like it. And so I took a bus all the way to Glenmont Station. I got on the red line. I got on the blue line all the way to Virginia to go look at the wow. school. I walked up to Graham Webb Academy and everybody was outside looking so cool. And you know that feeling in your heart where you're just like, yes, this is it. That's yeah. that feeling I had. And I walked up to people and they said, do you go here? Do you go here? And I just felt like I belonged too. And sometimes, you know, growing up, you didn't always belong or I didn't always belong. So it was just great to get to a spot where nobody knew me and I was accepted. And so I walked in and I met with, uh, I believe her name was, was Carolyn at the time, Miss Carolyn. And she was a registrar. She gave me all the information. I was so excited. And so I ran home and I was like, dad, dad, can I go to hair school? He was like, um, no, there is no money in hair school. There is no money in hair. You're not doing that. Go back to school if you want to do school. And I was like, that didn't quite work out the first time. So I said, mom, mom. <laughs> and so I talked to my mom and she said, yeah, if you work at Starbucks and you pay for half of your school and I'll pay for the other half. Well, she ended up paying for a whole school <laughs> because Starbucks only pays you so much. Um, so I did a whole year of school, 1,500 hours, because that was what we needed in, in D.C., Maryland, Virginia. And uh, as soon as I got out of school, the friend that I was with, she was like, come work at my salon. And I was like, ooh, where? 
And she's like, Bethesda. And I was like, ooh, rich people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember meeting the owner. And mind you, I had, you know, I had worked in a salon as a shampoo tech when I was like 16. Um, and that wasn't very long because I couldn't keep the water in the shampoo bowl. And I got to this salon. I'm wearing this little baby tee, some really tight jeans, and these platform guest sandals, thong sandals. And the owner looks at me and he's like, hey. And I was like, hey, I need a job. <laughs> and he was like, all right, okay. I was like, so what do I do? He's like, you're going to sweep the floor and you're going to shampoo people and you're going to do, you're going to assist all of us. And I was like, well, what is she going to do? That's my friend. Like, I want to do what she's doing. Oh, she has a license. And at the time I didn't have a license. So she was on the floor cutting and I'm over here like, <laughs> so I'm shampooing, still making good coins, shampooing because it's Bethesda yeah. and I got really good at it. And you build a rapport and you find quickly that that's still a part of, of, of the experience in the salon. You have to cater to those people. You have to make sure that they're relaxed. You have to do a lot of the things that the stylist can't necessarily do. So I'm getting water. I'm asking them if I need to put money in their meter. I'm going to go get them cozy and stuff like that. Nice. While shampooing, uh, I learned to apply color in that time. I learned to blow dry very, very well because we had in-house education and Kathy taught me how to blow dry. So that was my big thing for a long time. I would blow dry whoever came through the door. Um, but as you can imagine, after two years, I was like, okay, so I got my license. I'm ready. And uh, he's like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, you stay right there. And I'm like, now, wait a minute. This girl gets to come in with a license and gets to cut and do all these things. And you're telling me I still have to be a shampoo assistant and I'm pouting. Um, so naturally, I wasn't getting what I wanted. I was 20 at the time. So I quit. And I said, I'm going to go somewhere where I can cut hair. And <laughs> you know how it is when you move. So I went to this new place. He, he sold me a gold platter. I got there and there was no gold platter. <laughs> um, so I quit there too. <laughs> and so now I'm just like sitting around and I'm like, oh. What do I do? And so I had another friend in the industry who was working at a salon in Lake Forest Mall in Gatesburg at the beauty bar. And I worked there for a little bit. And it was there that I got a good, good, nice taste of what not to do, right? Okay. Because I had learned on hair that was straight, very, very straight. If we've all worked with Viola or Erica mm -hmm. or Bridget Marie, their hair is very straight. There's no texture. So now I'm dealing with clients with texture and I'm like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to handle this hair because I didn't really learn too much on this hair. And so I, I got a couple lessons verbally <laughs> from <laughs> clients uh, telling me how not great I was. And that hurt. It was like, well, maybe I shouldn't be doing here. Maybe I should go back to Starbucks and serve coffee like I know how to do. But that's where I found that safety isn't growth. And I did some time at, at Beauty Bar and it just wasn't working out for me anymore. And so I decided to go the corporate route with hair. And so I went to Ratner and I worked at Haircuttery for two and a half years. I was the assistant manager at the Haircuttery in Olney. You see, I love Olney so much. <laughs> and um, 
I worked there for two and a half years. And then I had this bright idea that I'm going to move to Atlanta and I'm going to do hair for rap videos because the South was hot at that point. I mean, we had so much going on at like 2003, 2004 with like everybody going to the South and making music. And my cousin, she was big into music and she had all these connects. And so I moved down there with two boxes and I lived with my aunt and it was interesting. It was very interesting. I was able to transfer to a haircuttery down there, but prices are very different, right? And so I was very uh, humbled to be able to do $11 haircuts going from 60 to 11. Um, And then I was just sort of like, you know what? I got to make this rap video thing work. But in order to meet these people who are doing big moves, you have to go out at night, all night. And that just wasn't for me. And so um, things weren't quite working out. I didn't get on a music video. I met some celebrities, but I didn't get on a music video. And um, I came back to DC, started working at Haircuttery again. And then I went to a big, huge salon in White Flint Mall, okay. Robert Lewis. We all know Robert Lewis. Great, he is a great guy and he, and he, and he passed away. Um, but he took a chance on me. He hired me. He put me right in the window. So, you know, there was this big window where people were walking by and they would stare in the window at me and they would see me blow dry. And so I, I was able to gather this, this really, I don't want to, they there was really just a wide range of different textures that would come and sit in my chair. And that set me apart from a lot of the other stylists that were in the salon at the time. And I said, I really have something here now. I really have something that I can focus on and really gather new business and really help these clients who are looking for somebody to do their hair. So I did, I did that for a little while. And then um, I uh, got in touch with another salon owner and she wooed me. Oh, she got me. She was like, why don't you come with us to this hair show in Ocean City? I'll pay for you. And I was like, I don't even work for you, lady. And I don't think that's right because I work here. <laughs> and she was like, don't tell them. Just come with us. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so now I'm like 27, 28 years old. And I went and this lady and her crew was so cool. And I was with a, uh, uh, a sales rep who was one of my best friends. And we were all there together. And I w- that's when I first got introduced to Redken. And I took a picture with Sam Bia, who I didn't really know who Sam Bia was at the time. And everybody was so excited to see this guy. And I was just like, who is that? They were like, that's Sam Bia. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I started working at the uh, lady salon who took me to Ocean City. And, uh, you know, I was immersed in Redken. She sent me to, my first class she sent me to was Art of Consultation. And I was like, why? I know how to you know, talk to my clients. I know how to consult. But what I found was I didn't know anything about consultation. And that's something that in school we really need to tap into also because we need to be able to talk to our guests, right? And figure out exactly what their needs are and how we're going to go ahead and execute it. And so that was my first class. I worked on consultation. She sent me to more classes. And then finally, she sent me to um, a specialist program. And specialist Redken specialist is where you learn all the ins and outs of Redken color, all the lightener, excuse me, um, principles of design, 
Um, you learn about all the products. So that was four classes, and I took it with another coworker of mine. And then I went to the Redken Exchange, which is the big, huge uh, education facility in New York City. And I saw a guy standing up there with dreads. His name was Shannon King. And I'll never forget him. I looked at him and I'm like, I'm going to stand on that stage and I'm going to be an educator for this brand. Nice. And that was in 2007. Okay. So 2000, no, sorry, not 2007, 2009. So now I'm 2009 and I'm like, I'm going to do this. Okay. Um, so I had to take a certification. I had to take a color certification for Redken in order to audition to be a Redken artist. Okay. And so I, I took my first certification. It was very nerve wracking and I failed, right? And I was very discouraged. I remember getting the news at work and I cried and I went in the alley and I'm kicking chairs. And I'm like, ah, I paid all this money. Um, and I called my mom and I'm telling her everything. And she's like, Mark, take it again. And I'm like, no, no, it's too much money. And she's like, well, you must not want it that bad. And you know, moms know exactly what to say. <laughs> I was like, who is she? <laughs> so I found my little coins and I'm like, I'm going to go back and do this. And so I went back a second time and I failed again. Oh. And I was like, and it's a three-part test. So there's a scenario portion, there's a multiple choice, and then there is um, uh, a technical portion. So the first time I failed the technical, the second time I failed the multiple choice. Um, and then the third time, all I had to do was, was take the multiple choice again. And I passed it after the third time. So now I'm, I'm pleased as punch. Nice. But the job wasn't over. I had to still audition to become a Redken artist. So I had to give all this information. I had to do a video before videos were cool, right? Okay. So Zoom wasn't even a thing. <laughs> I had to find some tripod. I had to set up my little, I think I had a, you know, uh, iPhone 6S Plus at the time. Um, and I set that up and I actually sent the video to somebody who was, who was looking to audition. And my video was like, hi, I'm Marcus Johnson. This is how you do this. And it was just so robotic. Um, but somehow somebody called me and they said, do you want to be with Redken or Purology? And I was like, hmm, Purology. And again, that was me being safe because Redken is what me at that time was full of rock stars. I was like, Oh, I could never do what they do. Never. Um, but I remember seeing Shannon. I was like, well, wait, I can do this and I want to do this. But let me just go with Pureology as a contracted artist. And so I was I went through the whole training program with Pureology. I graduated as a pure artist, as, as their contracted artists are. And I think it was two months I was I was a pure artist and I was still working in my suite at the time. And if you ever worked in a suite, it is a little difficult because you're in charge of everything. You're in charge of paying yourself. You're in charge of color. You're in charge of sundries. You're in charge of taxes. Pay your taxes. Mm. Um, you know, but I was at one point overwhelmed and I was feeling very discouraged about my business. And I was just like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. I don't know if I want to do hair anymore because it's just so hard. I, I, I have this business. It would look silly if I went back to commission. Um, and that was a lot of ego talking. And I remember driving home that day and again, me crying. 
and I got a call from uh, 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 the director of education for Pureology, and she says, hey, you're going to get a call in about 10 minutes, and you need to pick up the phone. And I'm like, am I in trouble? She's like, just pick up the phone. And I was like, okay. So 10 minutes went by, and the phone rang, and I picked it up, and it was the assistant vice president of field education for Redkin. And she goes, hey, Marcus, how are you? And I said, how did you get my phone number? (laughs) (laughs) And she was like, I know a lot, Marcus. I was like, how do you know me? She says, I know a lot. And I was like, okay. And she says, I want to ask you a question. You know, we have this position opening uh, in the area. um, And it's a full-time position with the brand. And I would love for you to come to New York City and just interview for this job. You know, I think you would be perfect for it. I think you, I think you would be amazing. And I was just what's like, what's the you? time? What's sorry? What's the time frame here? This is now the end of 2018. So okay, nine years after I took specialist. Okay. And so, um, you know, I said, sure, yeah, I'll, I'll go up there. You know, so I took a train up to New York. I had a mannequin stand. I had a mannequin. I had flip charts and all this stuff, it was, it was very involved. And so I'm in this room at the Redkin Exchange in the back offices. And they're like, great, you have 30 minutes to present balayage and baby lights to us. And I'm like, whew, okay. So I'm just doing my thing and presenting and it was over. And they asked the usual interview questions. Where do you see yourself in five years? Why do you wanna do this? And I answered them very well and very honestly. Um, and then I went home. I started, I went back to work and um, then I got a call from HR, which is a whole new realm for me because I'm like, what is an HR? <laughs> so for those of you out there, HR is human resources, okay? And, and they're there to help. <laughs> so they, they uh, made me an offer. They said, hey, we want to offer you this position and we would love for you to start January 9th. And I'm like, no, wait a minute. I have clients January 9th. Um, and they're like, actually we need you to come out to Vegas before January 9th so you can go through this Redkin Educator training. And I'm like, guys, they're like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I uh, came home. Uh, you know, I'm getting things together. I'm talking with the landlords at, at Symmetry where I was working. Um, and I said, look, I'm, I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to do this thing. And I was catapulted into... Uh, Vegas and meeting all these big artists and being at my first show, um, it, it was something that I would never have imagined for my life. It was, it was exciting. I was nervous. I didn't know what I was doing there. Um, and I was, I was, yeah, I was just mind blown. I was like, wait, I get to do this. I get to travel. I get to, I get a hotel room <laughs> in Vegas. So uh, we were there for 10 days um, and we did the Reckon Educator training. We did, um, we did symposium. Uh, I came back and then I went on vacation to Bahamas. And that was that. Nice. <laughs> and I've been doing this full time ever since. And uh, it's, it's rewarding. It's difficult. Um, and it's been a long road. But now that I'm here, there's just so much more to be done. And I'm, I'm ready to just build more, create more change. Um, but I found that this whole time, all I needed to do was be patient 
be diligent and remember why I'm doing what I'm doing. And you want to help other people grow and you want to help yourself grow too. So if we're keeping that on our forefront, as far as education goes, you can't lose any time. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, this is, uh, this is great. I mean, from rising stylist to uh, regional full-time regional educator for Redkin. Yeah. That's, pre- that's pretty awesome. I love the, I love that whole story. Yeah. Actually, as a matter of fact, I think this is a good place to kind of wrap it up. And um, next time uh, we want to hear all about like what it's like being an educator um, you know, maybe some advice for people, uh, maybe with the process, what the process is like, if it's, if it's any different than what yours was, you mm-hmm. know, things have changed. And also I'm curious to know how COVID has impacted, uh, impacted you as an educator. Um, but uh, we'll talk about that next time. So oh. until then, uh, thank you so much for coming and um, we'll see you soon. Thanks so much. All right. Bye.